Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now the other week I went on one of the Canterbury Bulldogs pages uh, and I did a Q&A and a lot of people are asking about who's going to play what position at Canterbury next year. I think it's uh, anyone's guess right now. Your guess is probably as good as mine. But since then I've been inundated with questions about who I think is going to play where. I did say on that Q&A that I would go a little bit unorthodox with things. Uh, so I've had a lot of questions off the back of that. Uh, and I keep saying to people, hold on, just give me a minute. Let me actually write down their squad because the squad is so deep. It's unbelievable. The depth that Canterbury have put together in this squad is sensational. Like, good God, there are some quality players that are missing out on not only starting 13, but there's quality players that are missing out on the starting 17. So Canterbury fans, I think they should be very excited heading into season 2022. Do I think they're definitely going to play finals footy? No, I don't. Uh, do I think they can play for finals footy? Yes, without a doubt. It is a squad that can play finals footy, uh, but I'm not sure if it's going to take a year or so for it all to gel. Realistically, they still haven't worked out their key positions. They haven't worked out who's going to be their long-term halfback. They have got Matty Burton in. He's just come off a year playing centre on the best edge in rugby league. So that's going to be a tough transition for Matty Burton. As good as he is, it is going to take time. Trent Barrett has to pick a halfback for him. He's had 18 months, essentially, to pick a halfback. Uh, He hasn't been able to do that. So that is a big worry for me. Not many guys get to buy an absolute star at 5'8 and then have a year to prepare for that guy to arrive. Canterbury had that advantage and seemingly... They got nowhere. I, I I don't understand what the what was the point of the last year. Um, Jeremy Marshall King he looks down to have hold down the nine spot. That is the one good thing he improved out of sight last year, so that was sensational to see. But now you've got Matt Dufty arriving in this system. It's his first year there, so you've got a lot of a lot of spine players that are waiting to gel together. Yeah, it's going to take time. So Canterbury fans need to be patient. Probably 2023 is looking at your big year. But I think 2022, they can make the finals. Uh, but I wouldn't be putting money on them making the finals, if you know what I mean. But it is one hell of a 17. Especially the forward pack is sensational. The backs are really strong too. It just comes down to the halves, how they gel for me and how Dufty goes at fullback. If you pick Dufty at fullback, I'll talk about that in a minute. But a lot of upside in this Canterbury Bulldog side. I can't see them finishing last next year. I very highly doubt that. In saying that, I did say that last year that I can't see them finishing last. But surely, 
with the additional guys they've got and the key guys they've got from good systems, uh, there has to be some some big upside there. I, I, I'm confident in saying they will not get the spoon in 2022. They have to improve or, good God, they're in some serious curry there. Now, look, let's have a look at this starting 17 that I've got. At fullback, I've got two names written down. I've got Dufty and Avarillo. I think you have to have one of these two guys there. Realistically, though, if you're going to have Matt Dufty in your football team, I think it has to be at fullback. I don't think you can shove him on a wing. I don't think you can shove him in the centers. You could use him in Jersey 14, but I've got other guys for that role. So I would probably go with Matt Dufty at fullback. Uh, I would probably give him the first start simply because he is a fantastic player. Um, I'm not sure what it is, but there's been a number of coaches that have now come across Dufty and not really wanted anything to do with him, despite him being the best player in their football team on a pretty regular basis. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out with Dufty. On the other hand, you have got Jake Avarillo, who played halfback last year. Personally, I don't think he's a halfback. I know a lot of people are picking him at seven. I don't think he's a halfback. I think you're wasting his abilities there. He's a natural footballer. I think fullback would suit him best. But unlike Dufty, Avarillo can play a vast array of positions. So you can still get this guy into your football team and use him elsewhere. I would be giving Dufty the nod at fullback slightly ahead of Jake Avarillo. But I would be happy with either of those two. So I've got Dufty slash Avarillo, but I would have Dufty there round one, I think. Depending on how he goes in preseason, depending on the attitude or whatever the hell it is that has held him back the last few years, Dufty would sort of be my guy there. Uh, Dufty as well. The thing I love about the signing by Canterbury is that he's on a one-year contract. It is this or nothing. Everyone sort of has an idea that you're a bit of a rat bag. People don't hold you in overly high regard despite how much of a fantastic footballer you are. Um, the game is suited to you now. Two or three years ago when you first came in, it wasn't. Now it definitely is. So the ball is in Matt Dufty's court. If he wants another contract, if he wants to stay in the NRL, he's going to need a big season. I like guys with their backs against the wall. So Matt Dufty, he would be my fullback, just eclipsing Jake Avrilo because he can play elsewhere. On the wings, these two guys sort of pick themselves. One is Josh Adokar. He is the obvious choice there for me. Uh, he is, if not the best, he is at worst a top three winger in our game. There is no doubt about that in any way, shape or form. That is in attack and defense. He is sensational. So Josh Adokar, he gets one wing. On the other wing, I would go for Nick Kotrick. Now, I know that a lot of people have him in the centers. Personally, I always thought he played his best football out on the wing. I'm not sure if he has the skill set to play in the centers. Uh, I also want him coming out of our own end. He's a fantastic... Uh, uh, ball runner. I want him coming out of dummy half. I want him on kick returns and whatnot. I think he's a great finisher as well. Uh, I would be having Nick Kotrick on the wing. In the centers, uh, Aaron Scoop. He would be one center for me without a doubt. Wouldn't even think twice about that. I think this kid has got a huge future in front of him. So I would probably pair him up. Actually, you could pair him up with, with Fox or, or with Kotrick. Whichever way you want to go, they're two fantastic wingers. And that's the beauty of it. Whichever side you're on, you're going to have two strong sides, which is very good. Uh, the other center... I've got two names written down there. I've got Brent Nain. I've got Jake Avarillo. Now, Naden, more of the natural center. Um, I think people will look at him and go, oh, he was in reserve grade last year. But the reality is the system he was in, it, it was very tough to break into that side. He did well whenever he did come in. He always performs when he comes into first grade. I think he will be fine at Canterbury at center. But I've got Jake Avarillo's name written down there as well because I need to find a spot for Avarillo somewhere. It could be fullback. It could be center. It could be halfback. I'm sort of looking at him at this center spot, but I'd be giving him a bit of a roaming role. I wouldn't just be locking him in there at center. I think he's got a great skill set. I think that you're going to start to see more and more guys transition 
into what Matty Burton did playing in the centres when you're more of a sort of ball player or a creative guy. I think Jake Avarillo is that sort of a footballer, so I think he could handle himself there. I'd be happy with Naden or Avarillo in the centres there. The halves, Matty Burton, he picks himself at 5'8", no doubt about it. And I've gone for Kyle Flanagan. I had Jake Avarillo written down there next to Flano, but I just I just don't think he's a halfback. I just think it's a waste of his abilities. You've signed Kyle Flanagan. You signed him a year ago. He's the same dude then that he was now. Give him an opportunity now that he has got a slightly better side around him, now that he has got a strike 5-8. I'm hoping Flano improves this year. I think he's better than what people act like he is at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I would be going with Kyle Flanagan and Matty Burton in my halves to start. If it doesn't work, we can shift Avarillo down there, but fuck... Tell me Jake Avrilo is a halfback. Honestly, tell me he's a halfback. I don't think it's in his top three positions realistically. So I don't like it. You brought Kyle Flanagan for a reason. Give him a long time to work it out. Give him a long time behind this forward pack. And with the strike backs they've got now, I think he will be okay there, Kyle Flanagan. Let's move into the forward pack. And up front, I would start with Luke Thompson. I think he's the best forward in this team. A sensational player, a sensational leader. Locks himself in the front row to start. Partnering him, this is where I've gone a little bit unorthodox. I would have Josh Jack. Now, I would be transitioning him into a middle forward. The game has changed. You need your explosive guys out on the edges, especially with the outside backs that they have. I just think you need to just control the middle with Canterbury, and then you can really attack out on the edges. And you'll understand what I'm saying when you see my two edge back rowers. But Josh Jackson, I would be moving him into the front row. I know people will blow up and scream and yell, but the role that he plays at 13 is exactly the same as a front rower, except you take out the ball playing, which he's not great at, and you just allow him to charge and take them on, which I think would really suit Josh Jackson. I think it's a great move for him at this part of his career. I think it's a great move as well as far as Canterbury goes. He's a fantastic leader, no doubt about it. I had someone message me the other day and say, oh, how could you not have him at lock? Look, he made the most tackles that last year. That's all good and well. He can make as many tackles as he wants in the front row as well. Don't, don't get divided and confused over different jerseys with numbers on them mean different things. Yeah, it's a very similar role. You just play him in the front row. You let him be a leader from there. I think him and Thompson would lay a sensational platform rock solid in defense through the middle as well. At hooker, I start Jeremy Marshall King. I was a little bit worried about them at the start of last year. They didn't have an, a nine because uh, I wasn't convinced on Jeremy Marshall King. I think he improved out of sight as the season went on. So he would be my nine. So my front row, Luke Thompson, Jeremy Marshall King, Josh Jackson. The second row, now out on my edges, and this is just so exciting, these two. I would have Raymond Fitala Mariner out on the left edge. He obviously missed the vast majority of last season with a foot injury. He will be coming back for season 2022. Very excited about him. I think he's one of the more underappreciated edge back rowers in our game. He can, without a doubt, if he's in a good team, and if he has got, for example, a Matt Burton playing on the left edge, he could, without a doubt, be a top 10, front, uh, top 10 edge player in our game. And I... Am so confident of that it's not even funny. If he plays his best, he will be right up there with the very best of them. RFN on the, on the left edge, then on the right edge, I have Tavita Pangai Jr. I would play him on the edge. I would give him a bit of a license as well. Uh, I know that he can be so destructive through the middle, and you could make changes throughout the game. And I'll talk about that a little bit later, but. I would have RFM on the left. I would have Tapeta Pango Jr. out on the right side. At 13, I'm going for Johnny Asiata. New to the club, I think he's the most underutilized footballer in this competition. He has been for a long time. We've been saying for a long time, you need to have a ball playing 13 in your team. 
The Cowboys, they had a great one in their side for years. They kept on picking Taumalolo there and just just wasting that jersey when you could have had Taumalolo in the front row. Doing what he's doing now, creating a heap of metres, being destructive as all hell. But then you can actually score some points if you've got someone that can create off the back of it. It's what the Cowboys have always lacked, always said it. Shock me, the one game they played Taumalolo in the front row, they scored more points than they have in four years this season. So, for me, John Asiata, he comes into the 13 jersey. I think he can create... A lot of second-phase play through the middle. He can be the link man. He really helps guys like Kyle Flanagan and Matty Burton as well. Whilst he isn't the most experienced guy in the world, he's won a premiership. He's played with Thurston. He has stepped in and played halfback and handled himself well. Defensively, he is great. He's got a good little motor on him, and he's got this subtle ball playing that I think will just make him so destructive. And he's got huge bodies around him as well to utilize. So Johnny Asiata, I'd be running with him in Jersey 13. Brings me to my bench. Now, in Jersey 14, <laughs> for the third time, I've got someone slash Jake Avarillo. If you can't fit Jake Avarillo in anywhere else, I think the 14 jersey would be great for him. But I've got Beyond Iodo before him. I think this guy coming in on at nine or just as a bit of a 13, just running around creating, he's just a natural footballer. He reminds me a lot of when Ben Barber first burst onto the scene. Uh, just that X factor that Canterbury can bring on. He can just be anything. It was funny. I was looking at Beyond Iodo's Instagram page the other day and he was watching some old highlights of Ben Barber. So, sort of made me giggle to myself. But they do remind me of each other. Is he a fullback? No, he's more of a hooker slash halfback. Canterbury fans keep telling me he's more of a halfback. I see him as more of a hooker, to be honest with you. I think that's where he can uh, best fit this club at the moment. But you can play him sort of anywhere. He's one of those guys. I would have him in Jersey 14 or Avarillo. If you can't find a spot for Avarillo anywhere, he could be the really unlucky guy on this side, even though he's probably a top six or seven player in this team. It's just hard to find a position for Jake Avarillo as much as I love him. But he would be in my 17 somewhere. I'd probably play him at centre over Naden potentially or at halfback if it doesn't work out with Flano. But I think you've got to have Beyond Iodo in this team somewhere. He just offers a lot of spark off the bench. Really damaging when he comes on. Jersey 15, I go with their Dragons recruit, Paul Vaughan. Got in a bit of trouble last year. Got his pants pulled down. Got embarrassed. Backs against the wall. It's either you play well for Canterbury this year or you piss off to England. That's it. Yeah, I think everyone sort of had their last straw with Paul Vaughan. He's got an opportunity to really redeem himself. I know that Kempi had a podcast with him the other day. Can't wait to listen to that interview and listen to what he says. Uh, but I think this could be a good season for, for Paul Vaughan. One-year contract. You've got to perform. That's it. I don't think he'll be a starting front rower in this team. He could potentially, uh, but I would probably start with Josh Jackson and I would have Luke Thompson starting. uh, And then I would bring Paul Vaughan off the bench. Different body shape, once again, big bulky sort of fella. The guy I'd have next to him sitting on the bench is Jack Hetherington. Once again, a different body shape. Not as bulky as a guy like Paul Vaughan, sort of more of a stringy sort of character. He's still a big boy, but he's a bit taller, bit of more of that sort of David Clemmer sort of build. And as you all know, this is what I love about front rows. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
and your lock forward as well. You can have different body shapes. And for me, I look at Luke Thompson, Josh Jackson, completely different body shapes. I look at Paul Vaughan, Jack Hetherington, different body shapes. Then I look at John Asiata, different to all of them as well with a bit more leg speed. So I really like the variation that they can have throughout their forward pack. Then you've got the two guys on the edge that are just explosive as all hell, damaging, big, all have an offload. I really like the way this pack is coming together. The last guy, Jersey 17, we just mentioned different body shapes. This guy, I am super excited about his future. It is Jackson Topine. I think he's a future captain of this club. I think he is a sensational player, criminally underrated at the moment by everyone outside of Canterbury, essentially. He's a guy that he can play hooker, but he's another guy that I would just be putting on the field. Let him play middle. He, he's a destructive runner. He's a bit like um, he's, he's a bit like a Carl Lawton sort of style player, yeah? He's a bit unorthodox. You don't really know what's coming, but he's hard to handle and he's got serious ticker. There was a couple of like try-saving tackles he made last year and whatnot that were sensational. I don't think he's been utilized properly in this team. I think him and Burton could have a fantastic combo. I've seen him play reserve grade and score a number of tries out on edges, just running fantastic lines. He's great when he gets into nine as well, but I more so think he's going to be a loose forward moving forward. So when you have to pine on this on the field, I mean, he could jump into 13, he could jump on an edge, and this is what I was mentioning earlier. This is what I'd probably be doing with Tavita Pangai Jr. When I bring to pine on, maybe you let him go out to the edge and you give Tavita Pangai Jr. 10 or 15 minutes to go into the middle and just wreak havoc. That's when he tends to play his most destructive football. There are so many options in this Canterbury side, it is not even funny. Let's say... Let's say that hypothetically I put Avarillo in the centers, I leave Naden out. So straight away, waiting to come into the backs, you've got Brent Naden. And you've got Braden Burns as well. Two really quality guys. You've also got Corey Allen, who isn't in this side. Uh, you've also got Paul Alamonte, who's still young, but he'll be in this side too. You've got Katoa. You've got Ockenbaugh that hasn't made the side as well. As far as the forwards go, Corey Waddell hasn't made the team. Joe Stimson hasn't made the team. Uh, Siamana Fanai hasn't made the team. Matt Dory hasn't made the team. I mean... There is so much depth in this team. It is unbelievable. It is such a well-built squad. The only thing you're worried about is that realistically, you don't have... Uh, well, I mean, you do have a superstar in Matt Burton, but you don't have a superstar at hooker. You don't have a superstar at seven. You potentially got one at fullback. I don't know if we put Dufty in the superstar category on his best day. Yes, but if they're on the back foot, they could be in a bit of trouble there. The only thing that worries me is the spine. If Trent Barrett can get the very best out of the spine, I think the rest of this team can cause some serious damage. It's going to be a lot easier for the spine this year playing off the forward pack that they are. Paul Vaughan's going to be key. Getting the best value out of him is going to be huge. You know what you're going to get out of Thompson. You you know what you're going to get out of Jackson. Getting the, the best out of Paul Vaughan is going to be key. And I think also getting the best out of these two edge players, Tavita Pango Jr., Raymond Fitala Mariner. I think this team, in order to improve their position on the ladder, they need to take a few risks. Yeah? They need to allow RFM and TPJ to play their natural game. Yes, you're going to get some turnover sometimes. You're going to get some silly mistakes. That's fine. Back your defense in to be able to handle those moments because there will be more upsides than there is downsides when it comes to these guys. And if I'm coming up against Canterbury and I know that Tavita Pango Jr. and RFM are looking for offloads, they're looking to recreate, they've been given a license to play footy, all of a sudden this team is a lot scarier. Dare I say, 
Barrett, I think he needs to loosen up a little bit, to be honest with you. I think he sort of tried to overcoach a team that probably couldn't handle themselves last year. He's got guys that can play now. He's got a forward pack that will go forward. I think you sort of just let these guys play footy. I don't think you overstructure Kyle Flanning, and I don't think you overstructure Matty Burton either. I don't think you overstructure Matt Dufty either. These are guys that can create the forward pack. They are going to win the ruck against the vast majority of teams, in my opinion. I think you just let Asiata, Flano, Burt and Dufty play a bit more eyes up footy. Just loosen it up a little bit. I think you'll see really good results based off the forward pack they've got, based on the outside backs they've got. If Matt Burton gets the ball in a half opportunity, it's done. Josh Adokar, Nick Kotrick, it's done. As soon as these guys get it in a half opportunity, it's over. Jake Avrillo, throw him in there somewhere. Aaron Scoop, he looks like a fantastic young footballer. There is so much upside in this team, it's not even funny. It just depends how they gel. Canterbury fans need to be patient, but I definitely think Canterbury, they are moving the needle in the right direction. 